You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show. That's right. This is the only show ever. Did, Nothing did, else is a show. <laughs> we are the only ones. <laughs> the world on Ring Post Radio. The only show here. The only show happening. This show being recorded live in Hammerstein. Well, that's not true. Well, not even could, close to Hammerstein. It could be one day. What, weird. what is our what is our um a midpoint between you and I? And then we'll do a we'll do a live show there. You're in Atlanta, I'm Boston. There's gotta be a website that does like uh uh like what like uh, uh there's gotta be a website that does like figures out the midpoint between two places. Alright, I'm gonna look at a map right now. I'm gonna tell you. Jeez. Okay. Oh my god! Kind of forget how far places are. Uh, somewhere in like Virginia. Meetways.com. Meet in the middle. Okay. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a big show, and you know they'd say big shows, big personality. We gotta give off our personality, and my personality is manic, I guess. Manic, like TJP when he was suicide. No, well, no, that's that's real. I was gonna go <laughs> uh, off the walls. Now my joke has been uh, turned sideways. What's your zip code, man? That's I'm not I'm not putting that out. I'm <laughs> broadcasting. I'm not putting that out to the world. Got to doubt, Ryan. That's fair. I was look up Boston Mass zip code. Yeah, First there you one. go. Two one zero one. Well, trying to get me killed out here. Yeah, yeah. So what's the midpoint between us? Here we go. Yeah, it looks like Virginia would be the midpoint. Nailed it. Uh, right around Richmond. There Ooh, we go. Just outside of Richmond. We're, if you're listening to us from Richmond, guess what? Show coming your way at some point. <laughs> Going to Richmond. Uh, we, live, we live in two of the most popular cities in Mm-hmm. the u.s and we are going to go to richmond virginia for yeah. our live show i have i believe i have family uh you know not blood related family but jesse's side of family lives in richmond how about that Whew. i don't have family in richmond i have nothing in richmond let's Except go to for this live show am i right <laughs> i like the Let's start there's gonna be the count out we'll do we'll do the east coast tour and it'll be from boston <laughs> Atlanta. No, now see the the funny part of this is that we have so much to talk about today mm-hmm. that we we somehow have decided that talking about what the midway point between us is the more important topic of the day. And you know why? I think Mr. Ryan doesn't want to talk about a certain name change right off the bat. I don't. I don't want to talk about that right off the bat uh, at all. And I have anger <laughs> boiling inside me. There's just a there, this was a big week in terms of uh dumb. 
This was a bad week in terms of just terrible, pure shittiness. Uh, we got a big show ahead of us. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. Well, well it is Paul White. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about GCW Hammerstein, which is tonight of all day. Uh, it's actually called The World on GCW. The World on GCW, whatever. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble, which is happening this Saturday. Uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Terminus and what our thoughts were on that new Atlanta promotion that we talked about and so hyped about. Uh, and also previewing Stardom Nagoya Super Fight, I believe it's Super Supreme Supreme Fight. Ah, I got my S words confused. Super Wars, to be fair, the last Super go War. around, so that's not your that's not your bad. They're very close. <laughs> They're, <laughs> they I believe Super is in the word Supreme, so I, I got most of the way there. Uh, of, of course, like always, uh, let's start off with the news. I don't think we introduced ourselves. I'm Ryan. That's Scotty. Anyways, the news. <laughs> Uh, starting off, contract updates. So, a lot of stuff updated. Sami Zayn has re-upped with WWE. We don't know how much for, unlike the Kevin Owens stuff, but I'm going to imagine it's similar. A similar pay scale of what he got, which was like two to three million a year or something. Good for him. Get your paper. Good for him. Yeah, this man's also pushing 40 soon. Yeah. So, you know, as much as I want to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you know, bounce off the top rope through the ladders again in AEW, I mean, he can just make a shit ton of money and put it to good good charities and stuff. So, you know, I'm artistically, creatively disappointed, but, uh, you know, he's got a family. I think he's got a family. I, I thought about the other day, I was like, does Sammy's, Sammy Zayn's married and has kids? I don't really know. I don't know either. <laughs> I guess it's not for me to know now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, I don't. He's definitely not like about that, which I guess I appreciate. But much like his Twitter, I like Sami Zayn because his Twitter is at I like Sami Zayn. Get it? I think I used to be. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, other outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bigger contract news update, I, I guess, is that AEW, uh, a bunch of AEW contracts seemingly up very soon, uh, some of which have already come up. We don't know everybody, everybody's names, and some people have been put out there. Uh, apparently, Peter Avalon is already up and seemingly not renewed. Um, Leo Rush announced that his contract will be up February 14th, um, which I believe is Valentine's Day, so... Uh, Get ready for that, folks. Um, uh, Brian Cage, Joey Janela, Marco Stunt are all names that have also been thrown out there as up soon. Obviously, any one of these people could, you know, have a new contract presented to them by AEW. These aren't these people aren't being fired. These people just had a contract, and the contract lasts. Yeah. Long. Brian Cage is a different case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, do you think you know what do you do? You have any takes on any of these guys? Uh, are you any disappointments? Anyone that you think you would rehire if you needed to? Uh, what are your things? Leo Rush, Leo Rush. I, it's it's it was a big letdown reading that uh, yesterday because Leo Rush never really got to get started in AW, and you know he had the injury, kept it out for a while, and then there was you know. The Dante Martin story. And they remember that really, really good tag team match on Dynamite 
That was pretty much all we got to see of Leo Rush. That was the I feel like that was the height of Leo Rush in this promotion. And I thought they had so much more. I really did. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, hope and dream that Leo Rush and Top Flight was going to be this great trios team. I can agree. That would have been awesome. Leo Rush is someone I do call like a full package. He cut a promo, great in the ring. You know, that's really all you're looking for. And I don't, it's clear his contracts probably uh, was expiring on this day. But I don't know about you, Ryan. I feel like he was pretty destined to resign and continue that story with Team Taz. And now we kind of just see it messed up where Dante Martin's friends with Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty again. And I don't even know the last time we saw Leo Rush on TV. It was before the big swole incident. Yeah, Leo Rush was off TV before any of this sort of went down. So I don't know uh, if that was, you know, if there was some sort of other thing or thing. And, you know, I don't know. I I I don't see this as Leo Rush being difficult. I mean, people forget that you know, people forget that he actually signed the contract. Uh, what was it? All out, I believe. What it was mm-hmm. that the the battle royal when he was uh, the the Joker, right? Um, you know, so he's technically been in this company for a while. Um, let's see, he's technically he's only been in five matches in this company. Yeah, so technically he signed in May uh, of 2021 as the Joker of the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, and then, you know, what? That's February, so that's May to Feb? What is that? How many months? May. I was, I'm going to say June. June, July, yeah. August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Nine months. Right. You know, nine-month contract. Um, and he was injured for the majority of it. Uh, I think it's just, you know, that is what it is. And yeah. it's a shame. I think he's can do much better. You know, and also, to be fair... Maybe Leo Rush did not want to resign. Also, knowing, knowing what I know of Tony Khan, based on his what he likes to do and what he likes to watch and all that jazz, I wouldn't be surprised if he offered a contract and Leo Rush was like, "Nah, I'm okay." Yeah, you know, it, like to be fair, like I don't, you know, with all the big swell stuff, and I don't know how much that played a part of it. You know, I he was one of the first people to be like, "You, you got to apologize." Yeah. And I don't know how much that has to play into all of this, but I, I think there's that. Uh, there's certainly an aspect of him being like, you know, I, I can do something else. I'm going to go back to I, I could see him be a, a pretty solid part of the Ring of Honor revamp. I could see him. That's a good spot. That's a good I spot. think he, he fits everywhere. Like, let me say that first. He fits everywhere. Now, I really am hoping Japan – and, you know, COVID especially just stops because I think Leo Rush in the junior heavyweight division in New Japan fits like a glove. He is so different from everyone. Uh, him, His dream match is versus Hiromu, and Hiromu wants the same. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I'm hoping for down the road. Uh, we've seen him uh, wrestle Taiji Shimori, which was a really good match on Strong. So... That's what I'm hoping for him. I think the Ring of Honor idea, though, is definitely one to watch out for because he has history there, but they're also seemingly doing this thing where they're not signing people to deals. They're going to kind of bring them in, kind of like GCW does um, with, you know, pay per appearance type thing. 
And I think that fits what Leo Rush is probably going to want to do moving forward. So I'd love to see him, you know, maybe get a match or two. Maybe maybe he wrestles on the Supercard of Honor show. Who knows? But I think he'd fit anywhere. And uh, I wish him the best. Yeah, Brian Cage is someone that's not a huge surprise. Peter Avalon, also not really a huge surprise to me. I mean, at this point. Uh, Stunt, also not a huge surprise. Janela, we knew his contract. You know, these all people, contracts up. If I were to re-sign anybody, I would re-sign Joey Janela, honestly. I think he serves a good purpose, good aspect to this roster, honestly. Um, I forgot he was on the roster. Yeah, he's basically on dark. That's all he does. Um, Do you want to pay people just to be on dark? Like full time. Well, they got Jay Lethal. (laughs) (laughs) That they do. That they do. Okay. And actor quote of the week. (laughs) All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Down in the south, uh, AC Mack. Uh, you know, last week uh, I said on the show that I thought Terminus was going to be the big uh, shot in the arm, kick in the butt that the South needed. Turns out it wasn't Terminus. It wasn't the the it wasn't Atlanta, but it was rather rather a man from the swamps of Atlanta, AC Mack, uh, winning the IWTV World Title off of Alex Shelley. Pretty good match. A lot of arm work. I thought it was a lot pretty of arm good. work. Pretty good match. Um, but uh, he won the he won the title. I've never seen action wrestling more packed and more. Um, it felt like a moment, and it never. I've yeah. never seen that that it, that venue as riled up as it were. Plus, uh, AC Mack, first openly gay world champion, and that is a huge accomplishment in any history book, mm-hmm. uh, indies worldwide. And he said it. Um, so no world champion. Male world champion, yes, male world champion. Um, yeah, no, so big, huge moment for uh, AC Mack here. Uh, history-making moment and huge moment for action wrestling. So very good on very good on that. Applaud them for that. Yeah. Oh, very sorry. cool. I, had a whole, I have a whole... Yeah, you have uh, a button. You have a button. Applaud them. Applaud them for that. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Like you said, matches are pretty good. You know, nothing... Nothing that you have to go see, but I think actually you should all go see it because the moment was really cool. Um, the crowd was into it from the start. The crowd was really what made that match have a big fight feel. Um, and the the ultimate win at the end was awesome. So uh, congrats to Stacey Mack, like Ryan said. And uh, Alex Shelley played really good heel in that match, I thought. He did. I thought Alex Shelley was phenomenal in this match. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't assume like this is just like I assume this is more for the AC Mac moment than anything else. But I'd definitely be interested to see if it, uh, Alex Shelley is going to be considering freelancing, maybe on some of the major promotions moving forward. Maybe, possibly, maybe he jumps into the Ring of Honor reboot a little bit. You never know. You never know. Never know. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, as AC Max said, uh, I, I think I and I going back to my point about like being a real shot in the shot in the butt. Um, 
the what I liked about this and what I like what about AC Max said afterwards is that you know he's like I if I'm defending this title you got to come down to the southeast to uh, challenge. You know I, I spoke about this before is that like the South needed some sort of kick in the keister. I'm gonna keep using those phrases to because it, it you know we used to be like the epicenter of professional wrestling practically uh, and then it's been up in the north for so long not just on a professional level. I guess major level, but in on an independent level, it's been there. It's been Chicago. Um, you know, it hasn't really been the South at all. And having ha- having all of those um, independent guys come down south um, could be could be nice. Could be very nice. You know, get get your I don't know who else. Matt Mikowski's wants to challenge Marcus Mathers. You know, bring these guys down to the southern region uh to to fight i think that'd be a good a good step let's revitalize the georgia wrestling scene um a little bit uh, well ryan you know you do have down south nxt 2.0 we as <laughs> the south doesn't really consider florida part of the south <laughs> as a man that's only been in the south for two three years uh okay, well in the south the southern part of the United States, there is NXT 2.0. And do you know who's in NXT 2.0? Uh, I don't know because I don't know what to call this man anymore. Gunther! Gunther! <laughs> this one by Gunther! <laughs> by Gunther! <laughs> like that man was really going to say Stark at the end of that. that. He was. He was. And then he the outcry happened and he didn't have to say it. Uh, yes. Uh, Walter changed his. Well, he didn't change his name. The, the, the Walter time- had his name changed to Gunther. Yeah. The timeline is we like as a community find out on Monday that WWE is like, hey, we got this name Gunther Stark. Gunther Stark. Everyone's like, okay, that's a weird dumb name. And at some point someone was like, hey, um, that's the Nazi. name of like a, a Nazi U-boat captain. Is that a good move, guys? And everyone's like, oh, no. Uh, you know, and to be fair to WWE, I guess, it's not the first time they've made this quote-unquote mistake, right? I mean, they've they've had named after Japanese generals. There's, uh, you know, you could argue Dolph Ziggler is a, is a shorthand version of Adolf Ziegler. Uh, you know, there's... <laughs> There's a number there. I mean, there's also tweets from Imperium men- members that suddenly got deleted that very felt very Deutschland like, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's that all that aspect. And then on Tuesday, Walter versus Roderick Strong. Very good match. Probably my match of the week. I haven't checked yet. Right. Uh, very good match. And then Walter grabs the mic after the match and says, no, no, no. This match is one. By Gunther, <laughs> and then the internet explodes. Are you kidding me? This left-wing socialist-like man, apparently, allegedly, is now like, "Hey, uh, my name's Gunther Stark." Not sorry, not no, no, no. <laughs> just Gunther. WWE is like, "Oh no, the backlash is not good. We got newspapers now writing about us. Not good. Let's chop off Stark and just make it Gunther." And you know you get right you get your defenders out there like Ryan Satin being like, hey, you know it's just Gunther. Can everybody shut up now? Hey, man, my, my Ryan rest- Satin, my wrestler's just called Adolf. Is that fine? Oh my! 
okay. Okay. A lot, a lot of there, so a lot of ways to go with this. A lot of ways to go with this. Uh, I think the direct way is that this fucking sucks. Uh, it does. Walter was probably fine. I had someone in my comments with the audacity say, well, Walter wasn't a very good wrestling name. I was like, dude, okay, that's fine. Sure. If you don't like the name Walter, whatever. Well, I don't know. That was his established name. He made it a good name. He made it a good name on WWE television. And that's my whole point. Also, you know, you you give it the pronunciation, the German pronunciation of Walter, and it's much better. You're right. Yeah. And and it's just it sucks because I think it's hilarious. I think the whole thing is hilarious. No, no, no. I should say the last part is that the next day WWE released the trademark of Gunther Stark. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck this. We'll move it, on. It's laughable at WWE, but the only I, way I'm looking at it is that Mr. Walter over here. Uh he if you followed Walter's career, very protective of who he is, very protective of himself as a professional wrestler. Very old. Uh, when, that way. Yeah, very. When he was on the Indies, he rarely lost. He rarely accepted losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. So, you know, he finally said, okay, I'm going to go to the United States. And unfortunately, unfortunately for him, NXT ain't what it used to be. Had NXT been black and gold still and had that whole thing, Walter would be just fine. And I, honestly, if they change his name without the Nazi part, you know, and let's change, was, let's change the name to like I don't know, what's Walt, the, Walt, Walt Whitman. If like, ah, uh, it just sucks because you you can't have a guy be on your television for. Three plus years with this one name mm-hmm. that you're o- that you were okay with, right? At some and point then, for three, and then you bring him in over to your television. He's probably going to be there for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And then just after the match, saying, "I'm now Gunther." Like, <laughs> what? What are we doing? I know what we're doing here. WWE has done this, and I saw like Finn Balor tweet like, "Ah, oh, people didn't like Finn either." Yeah, but. It's not. It's not the same. You didn't come in as Prince Devitt for like a year, and then we're like, okay, change it. Like or a- like, Kenta didn't come in and change his name to Hideo Itami after a year, even though that was a terrible name change. Like that's ridiculously bad. It just it sucks. It doesn't make sense. And I know you're going to talk about this, but within. One show, Walter went from this big, menacing, unbeatable guy to just a guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I looking back on it from Sunday, I think the whole Gunther thing is ridiculously funny. Like it's just like it's just like the the perfect WWE issues of not understanding how to do what they're doing. And also, I'll be the one to say it. I think WWE purposely chose that name. I don't think I don't I, whether or not they knew about the German Nazism aspect. I'm gonna say not gonna say I'm not gonna say German. The Nazi aspect of <laughs> uh, I don't want to separate. I want to I want to separate those two. The Nazi aspect of all whether or not WWE knew about that. They specifically chose the name Gunther Stark. 
Uh, they got a Zoe Stark, and WWE never fucking cha- has names that are too similar to other people. So, so they were probably gonna uh, rename Zoe Stark in the process. It's just gonna be a whole dumb thing, and it's just so hilarious to me because it's just like this company is doing exactly what it always does and does it in the worst way imaginable. My anger is about how they've treated the debut of of Guntha. Uh, when he was in NXT UK. You, you got him to debut against, like, Jack Stars, I think it was, and just destroy a guy for like a couple minutes, and then destroy another guy the next week, and just destroy guys left and right, and do squash matches, build up this man. But then you bring him over to NXT, you put him in a, a little squash match, which they lose. Uh, I'm pretty sure they lost that match. Um, and then, the I think, what, a week or two later, you have him face Roddy, Roddy Strong. Very good match, very good match. But it's like 50-50, right? Yeah, he lo- so he lost the Trios match. He wasn't pinned, but he lost the Trios match at New Year's Evil. Then two weeks later, has a has a skit with Malcolm Bivens, where he's just like a bully, a, a, a locker room bully. Literally, they're in the locker room, and he's bullying Malcolm, Malcolm Bivens. And then he have a, like a 50-50 math of Roderick Strong. This man, Walter, Gunther, whatever you want to call him, is your new Andre, is your new Big Show or whatever. Now he comes to Florida and he becomes a dude. That's it. He's just a big dude. Why is he having 50-50 matches? Sure, yeah, it's Roderick Strong and we respect him. But he shouldn't be wrestling Roderick Strong in this way in his singles debut. He needs to be wrestling Dante Chen or uh, uh, Andre Chase, right? You know, he needs to be chancing, you know, you know, facing these dudes, not, not facing Roderick Strong in a 12-minute 50-50 match. Great match, by the way. Still thought it was good. And then you fumble the bag even more by changing his name to Gunther, who is a Nazi. So, <laughs> so it's just like, he's, he's already like, this is the fear that everyone had with Walter coming to the States, coming to WWE main roster. And it's the same thing that we saw would might happen when he was on that survivor series team. He is already not treated like the ginormous man. Not going to even say star. Cause he is a star. The ginormous man that he is. He's already a dude. Yep. You're doing this to Walter. You've stripped him of what his great what he's great at of being a monster that can just destroy people. And also his name. You've taken everything that he had, and he is now just a dude having 50-50 matches. Well. Being a locker room bully. Think about it this way. And also uh, allegedly uh, uh, <laughs> playing a Nazi character. This is a Bruce Pritchard product now. That's this, what this show is. This is a Bruce Pritchard production. If if this if Triple H had any control still, he wouldn't be Gunther. He would still be as Walter as could be. He would be dominant. He would be wrecking people. You know that's what he would be. And that all died after that last takeover where Walter lost the title. Pretty much over after that. 
And it just sucks because a lot of us love Walter. He's one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. And truthfully, I don't see him lasting long. I don't. I don't. And we don't ever cheer for someone to get released. We don't ever cheer for someone to want to leave. But the the way and how old school Walter is, I don't see this lasting. I could see him be the one to walk out. I could see uh, him getting released. I really don't know. But I don't see this lasting more than a year. Yeah. I mean, and this is also not the first time. I mean, obviously, there's the copyright issues. I mean, there's the whole story about with AJ Styles that uh, even in the black and gold days that Triple H was the one talking to him being like, hey, we're going we're gonna to have to change your name, AJ Styles, to a different to something else. And AJ was like, sure, but I got a giant AJ on the side of my 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 my, my rib cage here. Is Alan that going to be okay? Is that okay for, for to showcase? And they're like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't. Uh, and then they, you know, this became AJ Styles. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Because they want to own everything. Yeah, and... It, and this isn't nothing new. Nothing of that of this is new. But that's what I'm more angry about, is that it's it's less about he wanted, they wanted to own everything. It's more about, like, they just don't want to make Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki said it best. They don't want to make anyone special. They only want to make gray blobs. And Walter is becoming a gray blob. He is no. They are ripping him of his specialness, his uniqueness, that made him a person viable to sign. I don't understand. I don't. That I don't understand it. Why do you want? Why do they pick up these people that are like? big signees that are like really cool and then just strip them of everything that made them viable to sign in the first place to be fair to be fair triple h doesn't do it when he signed them for yeah. the most part he didn't do it and he's the one who signed walter vince mcmahon didn't know who the fuck walter was until last week when he said that's gunta that's gunta yeah like no 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 so they just they're so broken. They just want everything to be theirs. And the gray blob thing is relevant. You're a gray blob unless they love you. You're a gray blob unless they love you. Unless they see value in you as a main event talent. And they very likely don't see that in Walter. So here's the hoping Walter is saved. And I'm never going to call him Gunther because that's not his name. Yeah. It's Walter. I'd rather call him Big Van Walter again than anything else which is hysterical by the way and uh, i just i'm just hoping the best for mr walter and uh hopefully soon enough yeah hopefully uh he feels very new japan and aw combo yeah 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 but uh, but, uh, instead of big van Walter, we call him big gun gunther moving on all right gcw GCW Hammerstein. Oh, I didn't talk about Mustafa Ali as well, but, uh, you know, he typical. Well, I guess we should talk about Ali because that actually I did have a point about that. And it's just, you know, Mustafa Ali, if you don't know, you probably do if you're watching this or listening to this, um, is that, you know, he asked for his release and he didn't get it. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because I was talking to my girlfriend about the whole Mustafa Ali situation. Uh, and she was and she was wondering, you know, they must they've they've 
reverted on their releasing talent idea. Uh, all, of a sudden. all of a sudden, you know, they, they did not see value and they just released Tony Storm and they were okay with that. But now all of a sudden, Mustafa Ali, they're like, no, no, we're keeping. You know, you, you would, that's, that's the weird part of the story is, to me, the bigger news item is, you know, because this, you know, this happens all the time with WWE of holding people, and they did it for years. But the new bigger news item is they've suddenly reverted on releasing people. And revert, give it till April when they make their big next max, uh, max exodus. It's, yeah, it's just not well, fitting for cut, them right now. They'll cut people in a, in, in the next when the next quarter happens. That's probably when he'll get cut. Truthfully, they'll be like, okay, well, he wanted to go, so we'll get rid of him. But we're gonna waste four months of his career. He, by then, by that next, you know, Black Friday, Black Wednesday, whatever we call it, uh, he would already be free. Yeah. He would already have been free. That would have been 90 days. But they're going to hold them because they just, that's the company they are. They don't want, because I think they, in their minds, they see, okay, this guy could probably be a star somewhere because that's what everyone's tweeting out. Everyone's giving him support. Yeah. They have someone checking that. They have someone seeing that. Mustafa Ali, you put him in any other promotion, he's a star. He yeah. does everything right. And they see that, and they're like, well, we don't see him that way. But when he's wicked popular in AEW, like the 90 other people we released, then we'll have a problem. And I think Mustafa Ali, unfortunately, is probably in trouble because he tweeted it out truthfully he might he might be free done if he requested and never tweeted anything else. well it i mean it's possible you know it's possible obviously that he did request it and he got told no and then did that um i wonder if i would have to look at the timeline of this all but i, I did that tony khan comment about how they are being more selective about who they pick up was that in between the tony storm ali stuff yeah, because I wonder, I wonder if WWE saw that and was like, the our plan of mass releasing people so that they pick up almost everybody. I wonder if they saw that and they're like, oh, that plan is not working because they're purposely being selective. I want, I, 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 I mean, I'm trying to think of why they suddenly reverted, uh, and I wonder if that comment could be part of it because they have not released anyone since they Tony cut a lot of budget. They've, they've cut a lot of budget. That could be true. Maybe the budget's finally fixed, folks. Yeah, the budget's finally fixed. Instead of making one billion dollars, they are now making one billion and one point one billion. I take that back. They actually fired a lot of people after the Tony Storm thing. It was yeah, the the William Regal and yeah, they, yeah. They they're not done, and it's not stopping anytime soon. I'm telling you, Mustafa Ali, if he's not released beforehand, will be released at the WrestleMania cuts. Yeah, I think Mustafa Ali is just a weird, weird thing because it is just like, I don't know. And they don't have any, you know, it's just, it's just strange. He's uh, going to be a world champion. If, if they still cut people and they're keeping Ali, then they definitely see something of value in him, but not enough to put him on TV with a storyline. <laughs> he, he does a lot of great work outside of wrestling. I mean, he's a good. Yeah, but they don't care about that. I, well, no, no, but like as a speaker, that's what he he is, and I think they're afraid of the supposed story that Ali was uh, pitched by Vincent K. McMahon of getting out. That's possible. 
Let's never know. I just hope the best for Mustafa because dude's really good. Dude's been really good for a very long time, and uh, he deserves a lot more than what he's getting right now. Totally agree. If you like what you hear, of course, you can follow both of us at Ryan Knightsey on Twitter, at Scott E. Wrestling, at Count Out Pod. Listen to the podcast anywhere on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'm doing plugs real quick because not a lot of people ignore the rest of the show. But uh, we've, we're live on Twitch. If you like the show, consider subscribing. We greatly appreciate it. Anyways, uh, the show is over for a second. Uh, like, whoa! I, I, I'm th- I'm thinking about putting the plugs right before, right after the news, before we their main stuff, so that like, like that. People, people like that. Uh, yeah, follow the podcast, Ring Post Radio. Leave a re- five star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, buy some buy some merch. Leave us a uh, Okada Omega star review. Interesting. Maybe we'll do something with that. I don't know. Um, the world, the world, world on GCW. Who knows how to pronounce it? The world on GCW. Uh, the Hammerstein Show, as as more people would call it, is happening tonight, folks. One twenty-three. Game Changer Wrestling has sold out Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. We got a card in front of us, Scotty. Yes. Thoughts on thoughts on I mean thoughts on GCW selling at Hammerstein. Thoughts on all of this stuff, I guess. Unless I pull up Good the- for them. I think that's you know, first and foremost. Great for them. They had a great, you know, past three hundred and sixty five days, really gained steam, and I think a lot of that has to do with you know, different aspects. The dark side of the ring on Nick Gage, John Moxley going there. Um Whole four four zero versus Gage, the work by Matt Cardona, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there are there's a number of things, but but I will say, but I can't help but feel the show's a little bit empty. Show feels empty. What do you mean, man? They're, they 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 announcing more and more talent every single day up until the show, and the talent is not the main reason GCW is popular. The talent that they're announcing, no offense, lots of good talent. Some, not so much. Uh, But, you know, that happens. This show is happening because of Nick Gage. Let's, Let's be honest here. It is, it is. Without Nick Gage, GCW isn't where they are right now. Correct. They're not going to Hammerstein Ball. That's the truth. I'm not even a GC, I'm not a big GCW fan. I'm not a big Nick Gage fan, but I know GCW because of Nick Gage. Yeah. And I think that's a, how a lot of people probably fell in love with GCW. They, you know, Nick Gage was someone that people were talking about outside of the small GCW, uh, GCW bubble at the time. He and then through. he broke through their bubble. He did. John Moxley went there to wrestle. Nick Gage. He went there to wrestle him. Matt Cardona had the you know run and potentially match of his life against Nick Gage. And he's not at this show. And we're and, not gonna and there's rumors out there about uh, what is happening with Nick Gage. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. We're not, we're not touching those rumors. No. But there is a video that's also out there that is definitely yeah. him saying, I am not gonna go there because screw the that company. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. Now it doesn't look good. It 
I mean, it always could be a, you know, all for show. It could just be, you know, booking plan. It could be Nick Gage doing the fucking sell of his life. I don't, you yeah, know, I, I so, but I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to be weird when he's got his working boots on. <laughs> it's going to be weird when the show comes and goes and he's probably not a part of it. He felt destined for that Sandman entrance. And felt- there's going to be a reaction to that if Nick Gage is not on the show at all yeah. in any capacity. Yeah. And you look at the rest of the card. I mean, you got a main event, John Moxley versus Homicide. That's awesome. Great. Should be a great match. But Ryan. Yeah. Are those GCW guys? Nope. No. I wouldn't know. Not even a lick. No, neither of them are. Ring of Honor, baby. Yeah, exactly. WWE, even if you want to, like, you know, go further back for Mox, like that he wasn't a GCW guy. Uh, Get Jonathan Gresham versus Blake Christian. Now, Blake Christian, we we agree, is a GCW guy, so that's fine. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Come on. The farthest from a GCW guy. Matt Cardona. I was become a GCW. He's officially become a GCW. And that's a credit to him. Yeah. That's a credit to him. But you look up and down this card. The Briscoes. And I don't know. The Briscoes? Are they there? The Briscoes, they're not GCW guys. Mm-hmm. They've been Ring of Honor guys for 20 years. <laughs> they're nothing else. Now, who who answers that call? Probably not GCW guys. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people are excited for the show. I'm looking forward to it. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch it. We know people that will be there live. Yeah, but there is part of me that looks at this and I'm like, this can't be what they envisioned when, you know, they went all out for the show. This can't be what they envisioned. The death matches aren't there. <laughs> because the like, cage isn't there. can't be there. <laughs> the two, like, staples of GCW are Nick Gage and death matches. Neither of them are probably going to be there. Yes. Well, death matches are definitely not going to be there. Before I make my big point on GCW, and not GCW, but this show specific, uh, is that I am deciding to no longer really pull punches. I feel like I do pull punches about GCW. Uh, I try not to pull punches about anything. but Because in my head, you know, when I want to strike down on someone, it's for me, it's okay to strike down on someone when it's like a multi-billion dollar company, right? Uta. Like a Gunther. It's fun to make fun of WWE because it's easy. Well, one, it's super easy. And also they make billions of dollars to who gives a shit. Um, but when it's like an indie, you know, I don't really want to make too much fun of an indie because, you know, they don't have a lot of money. You know, they're they're putting the work, but, you know, you know, and I think, but I still try to be critical of everything. If GCW is considered some by some folks as the third promotion, uh, of the world, <laughs> U.S. U.S. Not the world. The U.S. Third promotion in the world, viable up there if New Japan strong, selling out similar gates like New Japan strong. If they're up there with that echelon, then they need to be criticized in that same sphere, right? I I, I think the time of you know just being super happy of them being at that point. It's coming to a close, and we're going to have to start, you know, when this show is happening, this show is happening. This show makes them no longer 
uh, avoidable to criticism, avoidable to commentary, avoid a, to these things. Uh, they are a, they're a promotion. And to, I would say, AEW, WWE, and all these guys, having a show on pay-per-view and everything makes them competition. Uh, so they are up to that task. In that same vein, I am not happy about the, what this show has become. I'm not a huge GCW fan. I know a lot of people are. And I would argue that not every GCW fan is like super happy with this card. I think this card's exciting. But I think if you were a GCW fan, I don't think they are quite ecstatic about this. Because, like you said, the two staples of the promotion, Nick Gage and uh, uh, and death matches, and to an extent, I would say 440, and what made them popular will presumably not be present on this card whatsoever. And that is, to me, frustrating. And this is like my big hot take on the matter, is that it to, to achieve this, it feels like we're selling a little bit of the soul of GCW. And it, it feels like to get to this point, we have to let go of what GCW is and what they're popular this show is not going to be a GCW show. It's going to be a super card of game changing, not honor, but of violence, super card of violence. Is that something? But I don't know. I, I am really, I'm not totally happy. I don't, and I think I agree with you. I, well, I do agree with you is that I don't think this card was what they originally planned it to be at all. I think there's elements there. I think it was totally the main event was going to be John Moxley versus Nick Gage or Nick Gage winning the title. Totally. You know, may, who knows? Maybe that could still happen. Doubt it, but who knows? Um, I just think that I, I, if I was a fan of GCW, I wouldn't be completely ecstatic about this card. If I was a fan of GCW, I'd be kind of upset about what it is. And yes... There are reasons why this show is not going to be a typical GCW show. But to get to this point, we had this we had to sell a little bit of who we are as a promotion. And I don't and I don't think it's capitalism, I guess. So it's, the money the money is more important, but I think having a promotion that it extends to what it actually is, I think you should keep your the honor of your promotion rather than uh, sell your soul a little bit to get that, very, that green, baby. Get that that green. Ooh. It's very Ring of Honor-like, in a sense. Ring of I, Honor kind of sold their soul, you know, oh. from what they once were to become the Sinclair TV product and, you know, kind of they kind of got away from what made them Ring of Honor. They had a lot of talent on their cards that weren't really Ring of Honor-esque in a sense. And we saw where they ended up. Now, I don't think that's where GCW's go. GCW hasn't reached the era of being a Sinclair broadcast and being partnered with New Japan Pro Wrestling and yada, yada, yada. But, but you look at this card alone, their biggest show to date, biggest show ever and a lot of it's very non GCW-esque mm -hmm. it's very like you said super card-ish but how super can a super card be when 
there's a lot of WWE alum and a it's propped up by a lot of other companies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean your world champion is and I, I love John Moxley, so I'm perfectly fine with it. But if Tony Khan suddenly saw GCW's competition and pulled their people from the show, yep, they'd be done. That's a lot of people. It's a decent amount of people. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm wishing him. I'm wishing them the best. I really am. But it's just uh, this is going to be the most eyes ever. Yeah, ever on GCW. And a lot of the people that are going to go over don't actually work for you. That's potentially, yeah. Like, oh, if Homicide wins, okay, well, he's not signed to GCW long term. If John Moxley wins, we know he's not. If Jeff Jarrett wins, which I don't think he will, um, hello, he's not signed to GCW. He's Jeff Jarrett. He was just on SmackDown. Two days ago. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett goes where he thinks he'll get some clout. The money. Yeah. And that's what he's getting here. I I don't mean to bash GCW. It should be a really fun show. Hammerstein is an awesome, I, awesome venue. The, it's the, going to, the fans alone are going to bring this show to insane. Yeah. I don't think this show can be a dud because of the fans alone. I was saying this to you before we even started. I think no matter what, it's going to be a very entertaining show because the crowd's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. But what where does GCW go from here? And that'll be the interesting uh, story to follow afterwards. Bring up that, that point about, like you said, about like Sinclair and Ring of Honor and all that stuff. It, that, that goes to another point, is that this show definitely feels like the goal. And, it, and as a fan of, of, you know, of wrestling and stuff and a viewer of GCW, you know, what is, what is the next goal, right? You have no idea. A goal for any promotion at, in this stage should be some sort of TV product, Right. This is a good pilot for a TV product, I would argue. But, you know, it's the same thing. If you want to have a TV product, they won't be able to do the death matches at all. You know, what makes Nick Gage cool besides the entrance won't really be able to be on the product. You know, the product will... To get, and we're seeing it right now with this Hammerstein show... To get to higher heights, GCW will not be able to be the show, it, the promotion it once was. It will it'll be forced to change to get to those higher heights, to get to those higher monetary values. And I'm asking the GCW fandom, are you okay with that? Are you okay with that journey? Because it's going to happen. Look at ECW. Look at where it landed. Look at how it ended. I'm not saying it's the same situation, but I'm just saying it's a similar idea, not as deathmatchy as GCW, but it's a similar idea back in the day, and look where it ended up. The more and more money it got, the less and less it became what it is. The more and more GCW money is going to go after, the less and less it become. And I'm nervous about that, but let's get to the show. Uh, there's a pretty show 
obviously on this. It's probably going to be on YouTube, I'm guessing. Six-way scramble match, Grim Reefer, Alex Zane, Dante Leon, Nick Wayne, Jack Cartwheel, and Noah's own Ninja Mac. Um, good high-flying action. I don't really have any big takes. And then, of course, the pre-show Battle Royal, which has uh, however many people. They're announced a butt-ton of people, so I imagine all any and all of them are probably going to be in this. I think... This pre-show battle royal is gonna have like clusterfucky vibes. Very WrestleMania esque, huh? Yeah, yeah, very, very WrestleMania esque. I think this battle royal is gonna have uh, a clusterfucky vibes, uh, vibes, but they just can't call it that. Um, oh, yeah. Which I think also goes to my point. Um, but let's start off with the main card, which is the grab the brass ring ladder match. PCO impacts PCO. Alex Cologne, Tony De. <laughs> Not really. Ring of Honor's Tony Deppin. AEW at the moment, Leo Rush. Suit-wearing Jimmy Lloyd and formerly MLW Jordan Oliver are all in a, a revolution-esque grab-the-breast Sonic Ring ladder match. Oh, you want me to pick someone to win? You, I mean, what do you... No, you don't have to pick anybody, but you got thoughts? No. <laughs> I think, I think this should be a good match. I, yeah, I, I mean, ladder matches are awesome. Yeah, I think there's enough, bad. enough exciting ideas in here that it could be pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, it should be interesting. I mean, Leo Rush in a ladder match is pretty cool. We know Alex Cologne could be pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, this is the closest he's going to get to his usual style. So I guess we should enjoy that, right? Yeah. Uh, it should be. It should be crazy. It should be really entertaining. It's a perfect match to open the show, the uh, traditional card, because you know you want to get you want to you want to have Hammerstein as hot as possible. Kick it off with a ladder match. Boom, bam. Very entertaining. I think it's a good call. Um, do we know what the brass gold ring, whatever it is, brass ring? Do we know what it is? It just a ring? Like Not an idea. No idea. Do you have any idea? Like, if it's is it a title match down the I line? I think it's a title match. I th- I think it is as well, but I just I haven't seen anyone mention it. The one match that I was really looking forward to on this card is not happening anymore, and it sucks. What match was that? Uh, AJ Gray versus Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That would have been like that, really- that was like the one thing I was amped for. Eddie Kingston and the Hammerstein. Fuck yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of this ladder match is going to be either Jordan Oliver or Jimmy Lloyd, and I think it's going to be Jordan Oliver. I also had this thought the other day about, like, Kevin Gill on commentary uh, talks a lot about Tony Deppin being, like, the gatekeeper. I was like, man, for a gatekeeper, he loses a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's already a pretty shitty gatekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) He beats speedball. What was the last match that, that was that show? Like I feel like I feel like just Tony Deppin's you know, I guess he did beat Mike Bailey and he did beat Dark Sheik and he did beat Cole Radrick and Nick Wayne and Demonic Flamita. But he lost to Bandy. Okay, maybe he maybe he won a lot of match. He lost to George Joel, but that was brilliant beyond. Anyways. Uh next up there was the singles match, Ruby Soho versus Alley Catch. Soho coming in from AEW again to face Alley Catch. Now, I'm not going to be too too overly critical about it, but I don't I don't think Allie Catch is that great. I think she's certainly gotten better, but it's not like an uh, you know she's not 
She's not going to be in stardom any any day. Any day. <laughs> um, yeah, just put that into the universe. Uh, but also, my concern about this match is something that we've talked about with Ruby Soho, is that she is not much of a ring general. Um, you know, we saw it with the R- Ruby Soho Jade Cargill match. I don't think Ruby Soho is that much of a ring general, which is another point I have about AEW's women's divisions that they need more ring generals. Um, so I'm, I am, I am concerned. I think Ruby Soho is a good like pickup sort of situation, but I'm concerned because I don't think Ruby Soho is someone that can make this match great or maybe even good, and I'm concerned about it. Yeah, see, it's not. To me, it's, she's not the problem. Ruby Soho is not the problem. No, I, I like. I have to. I'm gonna to be honest. I don't think Ali Catch is good. I don't. That's fair. I don't think she's very good. Why, and, why is that? What, what about her? I mean, I watch a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. I'm not trying to be like elitist wrestling or spreadsheet guy. And she's very likable. I understand why people like her, but. I watch a lot of women's wrestling specifically. I watch stardom every single show they have. And I just, I don't, I don't connect to Allie catch Allie cat. What, what is she, which one? Which one is she now? She catch now. Catch, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't connect to it. And that's, I, that's fine. I understand why people do. That's perfectly fine. But I don't imagine this match being very good. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Maybe they wrestle up to the stakes. They wrestle up to the feeling of the show. She is a GCW original. This is a big moment for her. If she's going to have the best match of her career, it should be this show. Am I wrong? I got distracted because... No, uh, it's fine. Jesse, my girlfriend, just brought in a lovely plate of scrambled eggs. Nice. Nice. But am I wrong, though? Like she, If this is going to be... The best match of her career, I wouldn't be shocked. Not because she's wrestling Ruby Soho. Biggest match of her career, certainly. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I am someone that's willing to watch and see. Yeah. You know, maybe she proves me wrong. It You got to be good, though, in this spot. This is the yeah. sort of spot, like, you got to be good in here. You know, this, this is make or break. This is make or break, Allie. This is make or break. You got you to gotta be good in here. You got to be really, really good. You got to show me something. Uh, and, and, and yeah, and the reason I bring up the Soho aspect is because it is Soho is going to be her dance partner in this match, and I'm and I'm concerned about it because of what I've seen from Soho previously with in a, less experienced wrestlers. I'm concerned. Uh, singles match: Matt Cardona uh, with Chelsea Green, his wife, uh, versus Joey Janela. They did a little a little that Macho Man Ric Flair feud stuff, um, and it got resolved. Because the fo- the photos were photoshopped, uh, and then and then now we still Not have even remotely photoshopped. But okay, <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah, they just held the pose and then changed the yeah. person. Uh, but yes, no, but the photos were photoshopped, uh, kayfabe, uh, kayfabe photoshopped, and that issue got resolved. But we still have the match: Joey Janela, Mark Matt, Mark Cardona. <laughs> oh, should be fun. I don't. I'm not a big Joey Janela fan, but I can recognize that he is especially good in his GCW appearances. Like this is where he often has his best matches, and uh, you know we've been praising Matt Cardona a lot 
on this show and what he's done in GCW. So uh, I'm happy he got a spot. Happy he, Janela, Janela got a spot. Would have been nice if they could have done like more stipulation than a straight up singles match because yeah. my interest in a straight up singles match between these two is not as high. I guess. But- to- I guess to be fair, though, for GCW is that they always advertise things as singles matches, but more than likely they're just new, no DQ matches. The ref ref yeah. rule thing is very lenient, to say that. Yeah, yeah. I, it should be fine. Yeah, I think, I think you know, because uh, the AJ Gray-Eddie Kingston match is now on this show, I think this match has potential to be the one of the best matches on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Janela, Janela is very good. Janela's gotten a lot, a lot better um, in the past couple of years. And Matt Cardona, I think, has been doing his, some of the greatest work in his career in GCW. So I think this match should be pretty good. Um, I don't know how much like wrestling skill and personality stuff, because there's definitely the personalities that bring out the crowd for these two guys. Um, but I think this will still be a very good match. And I'm, I'm actually, This is one of the matches I'm actually kind of looking forward to in a, in a weird sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Jeff Jarrett taking on Effie. <laughs> Effie, I, uh, Effie is very good. I think Effie is very good. Uh, obviously, you know, people have their takes on the gimmick and whatnot. Uh, but I, I actually do think Effie is very good. Jeff Jarrett, though. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Listen, J- listen, listen. Oh. The reason I'm looking forward to this match is because of Jeff Jarrett. I, I'm going to admit it. 54. Don't know the last time this guy wrestled the match. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But what I can tell you is that him and Effie is going to be I'm not going to say a spectacle because it's not that big of a thing, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be a car crash that you just like you want to look away, but you can't. You got to actually see it. Um, that's what you said. That's what I love about Effie. What I think Effie is amazing at is selling. Yeah, so it should be something. I'm looking forward to it. So they got the job done. Effie's going to do a lot of selling for Jeff here. Do you think this? What are the odds that Jeff Jarrett wins? You think? I don't think they're very high. I think it's 50 50. If you have Jeff. See that's that would be a big, big, big mistake. I think. I agree. If you have Jeff Jarrett beat one of your guys, I agree on your biggest show. I agree, but it's Jeff Jarrett, so I'm like, you never know, man. You never know. Hey, man, if he goes into business for himself and makes sure he wins, then bravo. That that'd be hysterical. I can see like Jeff Jarrett winning here, and then LJ. And having like the second match later at like some rinky dink warehouse, and then Effie wins, and because Jeff Jarrett doesn't care, but because J E double F J A double R E double finishing. No, I didn't know, but I wasn't finishing it. Jeff Jarrett. I think I Effie is. I think he's very good. I think what Effie does great at is the selling, and obviously he's gonna have to do a lot of selling for this match. I don't think Jeff Jarrett's gonna be doing any. Jeff Jarrett's never been like a, listen, a big guy like that, but you know, I, I you know, an amazing wrestler like that. But listen, I, Ryan, listen, Keiji Muto's wrestling at fifty nine is not very good. I have potentially seen older men wrestle worse this year. So Jeff Jarrett, 
go kill it, my guy. Yeah, baby. It's trios action here. Team Bandito, <clears throat> Bandito, ASF, and Laredo Kid versus Team Gringo, Gringo Loco, Demonic Flamita, and Arez. Some Lucha action in here. Fuck yeah, why not? I'm never going to complain about Lucha action. Nah, it should be should be fairly decent. I, I like everybody in here. ASF is obviously more of the unknown guy in here. But between the everybody else, you know, Laredo, Kid, Bandito, Arez, Demonic Flamita, I like it. I like it. Um, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. GCW tag team match. The Briscoes open challenge versus anybody. Do what? Did, who do you think it is and why? Seeing people say the revival or FTR, whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, I don't think Tony Khan would just let that happen away from AEW television. 100%. He knows what he's doing. There's a reason he got John Moxley on Rampage in a wrestling match before this show. He was going to let John Moxley's first match back be on a different promotion. And he's not going to let his tag team wrestle the most famous or second most famous, maybe next to the Young Bucks, tag team of Ring of Honor's history on a show that isn't his. That are also available that he could just do himself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's not FTR. That was my biggest thing coming into this. It's not FTR. I I have a pick. I, I think it is. Okay. Do you have a pick? No, I don't have a pick. I think this is going to be. I would put all of my money on this. If you were a betting man, if I was a betting man, it's not gonna be FTR. If not gonna be Room Temp, too cold. I don't even know who that is. Too oh, cold. Okay. Yeah. Be too hotty. I think this is none other than the legendary Ricky Morton. And Robert Gibson. That sounds fair. <laughs> I think this is Rock and Roll Express. I think they are on their tour. Their the tour of finishing out. Ricky Morton is announced for the show, right? But he but we don't know where he is. He could be in the Battle Royal, but he's announced for the show. They're doing the last legs of their 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 closing out tour. They want to retire. I think you can put Rock and Roll Express in here. I think they could have a very sizable, you know, fun and entertaining match at the Briscoes. I think Rock and Roll Express could win and then face, you know, some of the guys and then put over another team. I think, you know, I think that's something they would do. I think it's something GCW would love to have. And I think it makes the most sense. Yeah, it's not FTR, but it's pretty cl- damn close now, isn't it? It's not that close. FTR is very different than. <laughs> um, my only other thought is if they can get ECW guys. If they get ECW guys, then who do you want it to be? Who's available that you can get in here? I mean, isn't every ECW guy available? <laughs> I don't think many of them are getting paid nowadays. Uh, I don't know who. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Maybe we'll get more of a. Uh, WWE CW people instead. You, you get know, the real, the real ECW people. You can get Rhino, Rhino and Jerry RVD. Lynn? 
Jerry Lynn. Oh, RVD. RVD. Oh, God. Why is Rob Van Dam not in GCW? Did- Why is Rob Van Dam not wrestling? That's also creepy. Well, he's doing a lot of, he's got weed companies and all that stuff and concussions and all that stuff. But uh, uh, Rhino and RVD is very interesting. Jerry Lynn, he's available. Do Jerry Lynn an X-Pac, X-Pac, you know, the Hall of Fame team? I could see, uh, I mean, I think I think X-Pac, Sean Waltman wants to wrestle. And I think he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, so. I think it's possible. I think, I think, uh, there's, if there's gonna ever gonna be a title change, it's gonna be in this tag team match. I don't think you know any of those big surprise ones like ECW guys or Hall of Fame guys is gonna be like winners. So that's why I think like let's get someone that is still fairly active, but it could be a cool surprise. Sure. Now it is do do you think do you think that Rock and Roll Express would be a letdown? Yeah. Well. I don't know. They're legends. Like, yeah. They're legitimate legends. So are, would they really be a letdown? No, but I think a lot of people are getting their hopes up for elsewhere. And this is the problem you, you put against yourself when you do the mystery opponent open challenge thing. It's very, it can be very hit or miss. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Ring of Honor world title match. Jonathan Gresham defending the title in pure rules i imagine against the likes of blake christian you know we're gonna get to pure rules in a few minutes uh we're gonna get to pure rules big time but uh i don't know this should be solid i think blake christian blake christian had a phenomenal um 2019 2020 you start saying he had a phenomenal match let's let's pump the brakes there phenomenal is like five star Blake Christian had a phenomenal 2020, uh, and then he went to WWE for 2021, and that was that. Now he's he also back. dates Cora Jade. That was his character in uh... <laughs> that, that, that legit all was who he was. Yeah. Also, like they were a couple, and then now they aren't. I guess <laughs> in in NXT canon, like he just never. Yeah, in NXT canon, they're not in uh, real life. They are. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I, I think this match could be a proper return for Blake Christian, like uh, in terms of the GCW audience. Um, he's got to get back into it, and I think this is a match that can help him get back into it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not going to be better than the match I saw Gresham have with Steve Macklin this week on uh, Impact. I thought that was pretty good uh, for pure rules matches that I am slowly falling out on. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, it could be pretty good. And again, atmosphere is going to do a lot of good for this. Well, you say that, but it's a pure rules match. And I, and a match, this is a, they might boo it. They might, they might, you know, this is GCW. A, a, well, it's not ECW though. Yeah. But, but this promotion lacks rules and having a match that's suddenly full of rules. You know, I don't think this match is this prop, like cage mass listed as the semi main. It's going to be like middle of the card. But it's you know I I haven't seen any of his other Ring of Honor Pure Rules World Title matches yet, Jonathan Gresham, in GCW. But I have no idea what the crowd reaction is. I do recall actually, uh, Ashley and Amanda from How Do You Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling podcast. Um, they went to the LA GCW show where it was AJ Gray versus Gresham, and they said the crowd was like against the match and even booted at points. And and I believe Amanda said, This match is great. Why is everyone reacting like this? And they got super mad at the crowd. 
So I worry that it might be a similar situation. It's bold. It is bold. I will say that. Your main event is going to be GCW World title match. John Moxley defending the title versus challenger Homicide. Homicide making the return to Hammerstein after working a Ring of Honor many moons ago. I think we kind of said what we need to say about this main event and how we feel about this. You know, it definitely does not feel like a GCW main event. You know, for great main event. Good solid main event, uh, for obvious reasons. You know, it's cold. Um you know, it's you know, they you know, if I was GCW, maybe I would have maybe I would have gotten Moxley not at Northeast Wrestling, but maybe maybe uh made him do some sort of thing with homicide at the hall of fame i don't know uh, that's a maybe that's a shitty idea because you don't want to do that at a hall of fame ceremony like that but um yeah i don't know uh it's just a cold match that's just doesn't really feel like gcw too much but the crowd's gonna love it it's gonna be you know i think it's gonna be a solid match i don't think it's gonna be the best match of the card quite honestly here's but- my take Oh, what do you think is going to be the best match on the card? Because I could not tell you. I think I do think Cardona and Janela have a good, good possible chance, outside chance. Um, mm. I think Moxley Homicide. I think Homicide's winning. I think Homicide's winning this this title. Um, going off and doing Homicide things with it. Um, sure. And yeah, I, I think that's I think that's GCW, the world on GCW. I think John Moxley's gonna have a really great entrance. That's probably what I'm looking forward to most on the show. Cause... Yeah, if anyone's gonna have the, you know, quote unquote Sandman like Hammerstein entrance, it'll probably be John Moxley. Yeah, going through the crowd, crowd's going nuts. Should be awesome. Uh, the show should be interesting. We'll be reviewing it next week. That is true. That is all true. We'll be reviewing the show next week. See how it is, folks. We'll see how... Tough show for the non-GCW crew of me and you to preview. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, super anti-GCW. I'm not anti. It's just this show specifically that I'm, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not... I'm I'm not sure, guys. But if you're excited about it, obviously, uh, treasure that excitement. Because I guess we'll find out how it is. WWE this Saturday, can you believe it already, is having the Royal Rumble match. All right, I got to say it. Royal Rumble, always going to be my favorite pay-per-view of the year. It honestly, like this is a, it's a match style, but it's a show that I know people that don't watch wrestling anymore watch. Yeah. They watch the Royal Rumble. And it's because of that surprise factor. It's because of that excitement as 10, 9, 8. You know, it, there's an excitement there. And then usually at the end, it's always pretty cool. And this, the reason I'm so excited for this year, you know, WWE has fucking terrible, a lot of terrible things going for them. They're just, you know. What? Bad promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the first Royal Rumble since 2020 with a crowd. They didn't have a crowd last year. They were in the Superdome. Or whatever the fuck it was called. Thunderdome. And I know this because Bianca and Edge won with no crowd. I vividly remember it. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, And it's in a stadium. It's in a stadium this year. 
yeah. again. We're back in the stadium. And I like the baseball. Uh, the park. dome at America Center. At yeah, Mike. I, I like that setup. I thought that was really good the two times they did it before. Uh, last time we had a crowd, Drew McIntyre won. Great Royal Rumble match. Great Royal Rumble match. I'm excited. Are there names so far in the men's Rumble match that have me jumping up and down? Not necessarily. But, but it's the Rumble, baby. It's the Rumble. It's the that's, r- that's how you go into it. Yeah, it doesn't make me shit. get into the Rumble. Yeah. The Rumble's great because this year, I don't have any, like, connection to someone winning it. I don't know who's winning it and that's the beauty of it i think there's a good shot that the person winning it is not announced <laughs> yeah i think it's a great shot at least in the men's <laughs> yeah well let's get into it royal rumble mixed it's a good card by the way good card i think it's yes yeah. i think well it's an interesting card i think i will put money on the two world title matches being very good um, mixed tag team match. What about this one? Edge versus Edge and Beth Phoenix making her return in the ring again. Uh, versus The Miz and Maurice also making her return in the ring again. I absolutely hated the singles match at day one, so this should probably not be great. But Beth's cool. I have nothing against Maurice, she's not good. Yeah, she's not going to be that great in the match. And the Miz no. the thing and Edge and Beth Phoenix. There's going to be a moment where like Beth Phoenix beats up the Miz. Edge won the Royal Rumble from number one last year, and now he's wrestling the Miz again. Could be in it. Still could be in the Royal Rumble. Doubt that's, it. Yeah, that that's uh, my issue. Also, like they have this ginormous roster, yet they like constantly just put people who are in other matches in the card in the Royal Rumble. Maybe that's always been a thing. I don't. I would have to look. It's back. always been a thing since like 2007, at yeah, least. That's what I thought. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who won the day one match? Edge. Edge. And I think Edge and Beth will win. Today. Yeah. I think Edge and Beth. You know, Miz and Maurice will win if there's another match at WrestleMania or something. But there's it's- literally no reason Beth should lose. Specifically, well, Beth should lose. <laughs> good point. Raw women's title match, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. I hope people remember that, like, Dewdrop under the stupid name, much like Gunther, is a good wrestler. Yeah. Like, Piper Niven, uh, Viper, good wrestler. Becky Lynch, pretty good wrestler. I don't know if you've heard of her. Uh, I think this could be the... It's definitely more overlooked, most overlooked match on the show. Uh, I think it'd be pretty good. I don't say it's gonna be great or anything. I think it'll be pretty good. I agree. I think it's gonna be a pretty, pretty good match. I think Dewdrop is a very good wrestler. Uh, Becky wins, by the way. Or at least, of what I remember watching Dewdrop, she was a very good wrestler. <laughs> have I seen a single Dewdrop main event match? No, I don't think I have. Well, she hasn't had a main event match. If that helps, she probably had many main event matches on main event. If that's what you're thinking, that's true. Um, but I have no idea. I have no idea how she's going to be. Oh, I think I said, I think I meant to say main roster. Now that I think about it. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen, I think I maybe saw like. Her Bianca had some good matches actually. That's good. That's good. Bianca's really good too. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think I don't think Dewdrop's winning here. I think it's easily Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE title match: Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think this has the makings to be a really good match. I, it's Brock. Brock is really good. People dog on him all the time, but Brock is also still very good. Brock's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm always excited to see Brock Lesnar wrestle, but really when people like dunk on Brock, it's because of the storyline situation about his contract and all this other stuff about him yeah. never being there. Now he's like there every single week and he puts yeah. on good matches. So I don't have any complaints. Brock Lesnar is one of the best ever for a reason. Like, if first off, as long as he, you know, respects Bobby in this match, it's going to be very good. You know, Brock Lesnar decides who he's going to sell for and who he's not going to sell for. And we've seen it. Him versus AJ Styles, great match. Him versus Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever the fuck you want to call him, great match. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, not always a great match. Now, that's not that he didn't want to sell for him, but it's the way they made him craft that match. Now, the first one at WrestleMania 31 is very good. Ever since, not so much. Uh, because they just they just pollute it with so many stupid different things. Different ideas. Uh, They've run out of ideas, and they're just doing, yeah. doing gimmicks. But the best way to get the best out of Brock Lesnar is just let him go in there and be Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It's so simple. I don't mind that he just does suplexes and you know close lines and F5s. What the hell do I care? The dude throws around people like it's nobody's business and then bumps like it's nobody's business. He might be the best seller in the damn company. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's how good he is. He is yeah. um, and him and Bobby... Bobby is a person that has wanted this match for like practically like a decade. This is going to be the best version of Bobby Lashley we ever see. Mo- the utmost motivated Bobby Lashley. He I think it should be great. great. He wants this to be great. And I expect Bobby Lashley to walk out as WWE champion. Whoa, really? I do. That would be a good fix. That would be How? a good fix to get back to where we they needed to be. I think Bobby has managed to stay dominant in a way I did not expect him to after he lost the title. Which, you know, that's not WWE like. Yeah, I would say uh, Bobby's awesome. Bobby deserves this match. Bobby, if he won it, you know, it can be cloudy. It's going to be cloudy. If Brock Lesnar's losing, it's not going to be clean. But I think Bobby Lashley walks out as WWE champion. Hmm, that would I not think about that possibility. I totally thought it was a foregone conclusion to have Brock win here. But Bobby Lashley winning would be a very good match, very good win for Bobby. And would get him back into the title picture and would fix the Brock Roman situation. But I I'm I I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced honestly, I think that's actually the good, the move to go. Because Unification's not happening. I think I think we agree on it. that's not happening. And the main event of WrestleMania night two is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Whether or not the main roster collapses, or not main roster, but the brands collapse. Whether or not the yeah. brands collapsed yeah. in on each other is one thing, but the but they're gonna keep the WWE title and the universal title. Right. And I think it would be kind of silly 
to end this all-time reign of Roman Reigns just so you can get back to your WrestleMania main event. Like, I, I feel like part of the pull is if you're going to do that match is you want that, you know, 550-day reign up for grabs in the main event of WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar determined. That's the story I think makes sense. So Brock losing the title makes the most sense. And I think having a heel going in, I don't even know if Bobby Lashley's a heel. I don't really know what he is. He's just kind of Bobby Lashley. So assuming he's a heel. I think they're baby. I think they're starting. Brock's to... baby, right? Bob's Brock is a baby. Yeah. I think they're trying to start babying Bobby. Rock is the baby. <laughs> Look, man. Rock, he's the baby. Yeah, I would never say that to his face. <laughs> You're the baby. <laughs> this is the Vince McMahon. Yeah, but uh, I think a heel Bobby Lashley or whatever going into WrestleMania is better than... Uh, it's always better to have a heel so someone can chase, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Big Bob. Uh, WB Universal title match, Roman Reigns defending the title against Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, th- you say that about Bobby Lashley, and I think there is also the possibility that they don't do it with Bobby Lashley, but they do it with Seth Rollins instead, where Seth Rollins wins the title and then it's Roman chasing Brock. I agree. I think that's confusing because of where the titles are, but, you know, then you just switch the brands of the titles. Easy. And the red the red strap comes back. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so yeah. there's also he's always that chance. Allegedly, the plan was for Seth Rollins to beat Big E at day one. That's what I predicted on the damn show. I predicted that. Mm-hmm. There, there was a, there was a, uh, I believe it was like some sort of um, like poster that came out the results that said Seth Rollins won, uh, defeating the three other guys. Um, uh, leak obviously so th- it seems like potentially the plan was seth rollins that's just alleged rumor who the hell knows but if that was the plan a good way to fix it would be to end ruin reigns streak i guess this championship run with seth rollins which i don't know if that's a good idea i don't think seth rollins is there and still you know brand new just started yeah and then having rome go after brock i think bob having bobby lashley do that is a better move but if they want to do what they want to do, Seth Rollins winning here is is that. Do do you do you remember last year when there were like rumors that Seth was supposed to win the Royal Rumble? Vaguely, yeah. And it, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, is it two years in a row that he was supposed to like have major matches at WrestleMania, and potentially he has them both taken away? by you know accident almost it's possible yeah um i do think they're setting up rollins for a run here though Um, i'm gonna pick roman but i do think that they're turning set baby face based off the one show i saw i saw i saw both of their segments over the past two weeks and of course he has to play the baby face against roman but people are into him. Like fans are into him. They're singing his song to him. They're cheering for Seth Rollins again. He actually, I don't want to say this yet, but he's starting to feel hot again. You know, do you remember, do you remember when he had that gauntlet showing um, in like 2017 
He beat Cena and Reigns. Oh, the yeah. gauntlet. It was the Elimination Chamber gauntlet. He was hot back then, and he ultimately, uh, I think he, that was the year after he won when he uh, beat Brock at WrestleMania. But he was really hot then, and WWE fails at, you know, hitting on people when they're hot. Um, if they want to have him face Bobby for the title at WrestleMania, it's fitting, but I do think he's going to be doing something with Kevin Owens one way or another. Yeah. Let's Probably go least. to the Royal Rumble matches. Now, Scotty, you wanted to do a fun little year. Your dog is barking in the background. Yeah. I'm sorry. Napster. Uh, you wanted to do a fun little game for the Royal Rumble for not just our audience to play along, maybe, but also for us to have a little something, something, uh, explain it. Yeah. So me and uh, this kind of came from me and my friend because me and my friend, you know, favorite match of the year for Royal Rumble, um, which was just cool. I think for a lot of WWE, like fans if you grew up as a fan from being a kid the royal rumble's the place to be even if you weren't a kid i think the royal rumble's place to be and what we used to do is just like you know pick numbers and see who it is but you know i i wanted more i wanted more from it so it's kind of like a superlative thing you pick so the the placement is so we do the numbers we do the numbers we pick one ourselves we get a random one in each rumble these are numbers of the entrant number that yes. potentially could win the yes. Royal rumble. it's like picking uh, a lottery ticket right then you pick winner of course first entrant second entrant because those are you know those could be pretty big names mm-hmm. longest in the match so the competitor the iron man of sorts or iron woman most eliminations the 30th entrant which is always a big one well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's terrible. Final four, which sometimes it's not Daniel Bryan, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, then poor Ray Mysterio gets booed out of the building. Uh, final four, and of course, like I said, numbers. So it's really fun. And the way me and Ryan are doing it is we're gonna have a point system. There's gonna be a winner, there's gonna be a loser. Uh, and <laughs> we're gonna do some sort of prize. I think, I think the way I've thought about it is if one of our numbers hit. We get a prize, but no matter what, someone's gonna lose. Yeah, with points overall, will be punishment. Well, the loser of the points is going to uh, get the 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 punishment. But yeah. if someone's numbers is pick, or then let you get a prize. Let's say numbers pick, or they call the winner. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's agreeable. If we both call the winner, then great, awesome. No yeah. one gets anything. No one gets anything. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah. So it should be fun. Uh, so we're gonna randomize a number, and then we're gonna pick one ourselves after the randomization. And none of our, neither of our numbers can be the same. That's that's also key here. Correct. Correct. Uh, well, let's start off with the women's Royal Rumble. Obviously, there's a bunch of people already announced. Um, but let's start off with um, Scotty. Who do you think will be first and second in the Royal Rumble? You say the women's? Of oh, the women's, correct. Uh, so this was. This was a weird one because <laughs> you don't really want to start off with a legend because they're not going to hang around long. But at the same time, they're kind of like telling a weird story. Lita, there's Mickey James, Knockouts Champion. I went with, so I, I just go with current day people to save myself. 
or real Ripley first, oddly. I was like, okay, she could be an iron. You know, they kind of want to get her back on the baby face run. Iron. And then what was shocked to see is my number two. And it's because I don't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, those are those are my dark throws. The, the first and second are so weird to predict. Yeah. It's like, you really don't know. Unless they announce it. Uh, my first and second are is Lita. Okay, that's fair. That's who I thought about. I thought about her. And then Shotzi as number. Hey, that's pretty crazy. That's insane. Uh, I thought Lita and Shotzi uh, because I think they have uh, sort of a history together with that tough enough situation with Shotzi. Um, It's a match they probably both want, and they could have a little match here. You know, it's it's never going to be a match the WWE would do otherwise, but it's a match they could actually have, and in kind of. Um. And yeah, I th- and then like Shotzi coming, Shotzi coming out with the tank. I think Shot- that makes sense as sort of an entrance thing. I think I guess you probably have the same thought with that Shotzi thing. Is the entrance kinda, kinda. entrance is part of it? Uh, and then I thought her and Rhea squaring up would be fine. Yeah, I also agree. I also agree with that because they like to have like a nice little like minute match to start off the show, which yeah. Lena and Shotzi and Rhea and Shotzi both fit. I guess. <laughs> Uh, who do you think is going to be in the Ro- Women's Royal Rumble the longest? Uh, I went with Bianca Belair for the second year in a row. I also went with Bianca. <laughs> it's that EST, man. It's that EST that uh, gets me want to vote for Bianca Belair. It could yeah. be Rhea Ripley. I think that's a, my my runner-up. But I went that's what I originally had. Yeah. But I could uh, see Bianca coming in early again. Who do you think has the most eliminations? Charlotte Flair. Ooh, someone that's not even announced for the match yet. She's announced oh, for she it. Is. She is announced. My apologies. Who's yours? <laughs> I'm going I'm going with a throwback because she's still she currently has the record for most revelations. I wrote Michelle McCool. She currently I know, I, <laughs> beat the record, Michelle McCool. I was really hoping you picked and I quote WWE legend, Summer Ray. <laughs> I wrote Nikki Ash as my... As, uh, oh, yeah, sure. Rhea Ripley also fits most eliminations. She fits a lot of these. Someone someone that they you would think they would want to give a, that kind of record to. Who do you got for 30? Number 30. I wrote Charlotte Flair. Wrote Charlotte. Oh, okay. okay. The champ coming in at number 30. I picked the unfortunate choice of Alexa Bliss. Ah, that's totally possible. Yeah, she's not announced. No, no. She she feels like a surprise enough that she's not gonna win, but she'll get a reaction, you know, for number thirty, and uh, she can eliminate Charlotte or someone. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's possible. I yeah. So who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? Um, we final four. Final four is gonna give away my winner. <laughs> well, but, I guess maybe. No, you'll know it in like two seconds. Lita, I have Lita as my final four. Build on that, like oh, my long last run thing. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and my predicted winner, Bailey. Very nice. Very nice. So you got Lita, Bliss, Ripley. No, not Ripley. Belair. Belair. Lita, Belair, Bliss, Bailey. A lot of Bs. A lot of Bs. A lot of Bs. A lot of Bs. Uh, I had... Bailey. Okay. <laughs> Belair. Okay. 
Ripley. Okay. Morgan. Oh, okay. Uh, that's something. That's something. I like that. I, you know, I predicted winner was also Bailey. Oh. <laughs> I like the idea of Bailey. Now, I think I think there's a toss up between Bailey and Oscar. Uh, yeah, I had that toss up too. But I I am more confident in Bailey just because I'm more confident knowing where her current health situation is than yeah. just have any idea where Oscar is. Now that could be that she is prepping for the Royal Rumble and going to make a return. And see her be a surprise. There is an idea of Oscar versus Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, there's that whole that whole history story there. But I really like Bailey, and I really want Bailey to win. Yeah, I miss Bailey. I miss Bailey dearly, and she's great. So yeah, I think Oscar has a good shot, though. I think Oscar has a very good shot to win. I think she's definitely going to be in it. She's a close second. For me, for me, it's Bailey Oscar Flair. I see Belair go back to back, honestly. Yeah, I think that she's also because that match with Becky makes a lot of sense. Now let's pick some numbers. These are entrant numbers who we think will be the winner. Yeah, I'll let do you go. A, do we have a randomizer? I do have a. I have a roll of D thirty right next to me. All right, you want to roll it? Sure. So this is be this will be who this will be your random number. Yeah, let me write it down so I remember. Your random number is twenty four. Ooh, I feel good about that. Okay, okay, clear. And then this will be my random number. Yep. Fill my, my random number is 17. Ooh, that's a pretty oh, good number. That's not bad. I don't think that's horrible. I think that's pretty good. What's your we got good numbers? What's your picked number? Well, I'm trying to guess where I think Bailey's going. <laughs> that's the trouble here. Twenty-six. You son of a bitch. <laughs> ah, damn it! <laughs> that was my number. That was my number. I had written down here. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate <laughs> on the floor. I'll go with twenty-eight. That's a good one. That's twenty-eight. One. So I got seventeen and twenty-eight, and you have twenty-four and twenty-six. Love it, love it. Okay, see, this is fun. And if any of those numbers win, that person gets a prize. Yes. What is the prize? Do we know what the prize is? No. The prize will be... Should it be wrestling related? It doesn't have to be, I guess. Prize shall be... What about... What about like a PWT's gift, gift card? Do they do gift cards for PWT? Yeah, I think that's online gift cards. Let me look while you uh, do the rest of the show. What about what about we could do like a like a fight code? Um, that could be something. I don't know if. Oh yeah, that would be good. I don't think, I don't think you and I would I don't have know to, how that works. to do that. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, um, a Lindsay Dorado shirt. <laughs> the first thing that popped up tickets uh, to a gcw show i i you said i was winning something <laughs> you said prize not funny uh, uh yeah they do gift cards 10 25 50 100 what about 20 what about a 25 gift card that's perfect probably if one of the numbers hit or we get the winner 
I don't know if what a maneuver does a thing, but they also don't have like big. Though for the women's one, if we both get the winner, then no one gets a prize. Yes. 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 So if if yeah, I guess we both picked Bailey. So I guess that's something. Maybe I should change it to Oscar. Um, just for the prize possibility. Just for the prize possibility. But that is if uh, the winner gets win. Well, the, if the winner wins, then no, we don't get anything. But if one of our numbers win, then uh, we get the prize. $25 gift card to PWTs. Um, men's Royal Rumble. Also, a lot of people are not announced. I think there's also a possibility. A lot less. A lot less people. Um, let's start off with number one and number two. Scotty. AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Very, That's a very fun start. Is yeah, it? I feel like AJ should be in Iron Man one year. I feel like he's very fitting for that role. And I feel like him coming out number one works. Especially in this new baby face thing that I think I read he's doing. Yeah, he's starting to he's baby facing. So that could be a, a thing that is important. Which is my preference for AJ Styles. Which he that you know that's ba- that babyface Styles can be a, a a main event WrestleMania match sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If they decide to build up to that. Uh, my number one and number two uh, are Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Got to start pushing that that Austin video game. I got to start pushing that video game. And, and Golden Egg Receiver Austin Theory. Oh, okay. Golden remember the, Egg remember Receiver. The egg? Remember the egg? Oh, I try to forget it. I try to forget it. <laughs> Longest. Longest AJ Styles. I'm rolling with AJ Styles. I'm going with Damian Priest. Last year I got his I got what I got right was he had the most eliminations mm. randomly, which he wasn't announced for the match, so that was bold. Yeah, Damian Priest is not much of an endurance man, I guess, in terms of the kayfabe of the universe, but you I know see it. maybe. Maybe. I think he's I mean it's very easy to just sit in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that's true. Uh, most eliminations. Big E. Hold on, you're about to see something from my cat. In the in the Twitch stream, if you're watching, my cat is about to jump from the bathroom counter to this. There he is. <gasps> wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then here's his younger brother being like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big E. Most eliminations. Big E, really? I'm going that's with... like a good thing to give him. I'm going with Seamus. Something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it. I think Sheamus could could do that. I don't think he's gonna win, but I, think... I like Sheamus. So that's cool. Uh, number thirty gives away my winner. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I wrote Big E as. The... Oh, okay. Fitting. Solid spot. Solid spot for him. Uh, your final four. Brock Lesnar. Big E. Seamus and Austin Theory. Whoa. Very interesting. Very interesting. I think they want to give Austin Theory a big spot. There goes his brother. Hey! Holy shit. Oh, wait. No, that was was closer. He jumped from the counter to that is the shower. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, it's a shower, so it's a thin... He just that's what he just did. He just jumped and now he's gonna try to jump inside of the shower and then he'll start crying because he doesn't know how to get out. He's an idiot. <laughs> uh my final four are Brock. Okay. Big E. Styles. 
and Owens. Okay, wait, wait, wait. so time out. You, oh my god, okay. All right, interesting. So your winner is? My winner is Brock. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> uh, how did that happen? Uh, we're on original, maybe? Or we yeah. both locked in? Uh, I think there's also the possibility it could be Roman. Um, yeah, it could be reverse. It, you know, if we talk about, like, Rollins wins the title, I think it could be Roman. I think it Brock also- could also get most elimination by being 30. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it, it sort of depends on what the, how the world title matches go, and also yeah. if the world title matches are before these matches, because um, who the hell knows? Uh, but I think it could be. I could I think it could be Brock. I think I think we both, but we both believe in Brock and Bailey, obviously. Yeah, uh, I did not. Ex- I did not expect you to pick Bailey. I did not. Uh, me neither. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I think it could be Oscar. I'm, I'm considering changing my vote to Oscar, but I think I'm locked in as Bailey. Uh, let's roll these numbers. All right. Here we go. This is for your random number 21. Hell yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty going to be Brock, but I like it. And my pick is 17. You got 17 again? Yeah, I got 17 again. <laughs> oh my God. 17 is slated, is fated to win. They better win. Uh, what is your uh, your number? 30. 26. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. I 26 back. <laughs> I needed it back. So we do have enough differences that there will be a loser. That is the good side. There will be a chump. There will be someone suffering on this show. What is it? What's the punishment? So <laughs> that's a question. Um, I thought of something. Some were like, you know, this like the good food ones. Like you gotta eat something spicy on there and yeah. you know, die a little inside. Which you know, that's kind of universal. I've already, uh, just, I've already done on happy hour. <laughs> I know that's a universal option, which is always good. Um, <laughs> right. I thought of a creative one of one of us does a solo watch along. Where you watch every single Bullet Club evil singles match. <laughs> how many are there? How long is Barring it? The, uh, how many are there? Probably way too many. <laughs> this up now. Or you could do like every. Well, you're talking G1, baby. You're talking. Well, you, could, you could always do every Bullet Club evil title match, which would just be as painful <laughs> okay let's let's look this up man let's look this up uh you yeah you keep going you keep going and i'll, I'll um so, uh, <laughs> that one i was pretty proud of um the other one was another watch log you watched the worst the five worst rated matches on cage match 50 votes at least or 50 50 reviews at least. All right. All right. Well, right now for Bullet Club Evil, there's uh, there's the G1, G1 Climax. Okay, well, t- how about title match only? Uh, title, singles time mat- title matches? Yeah. Uh, there's Wrestle Kingdom versus Ishii. Yeah. Bad uh, enough. The uh, one we'll get is Shingo. Shingo versus Evil. Yep. And then his ti- his uh, title reign. 
Do you count Toriyano versus Evil for the King of King of Pro Wrestling title? Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds painful. The creation of darkness blindfold match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it doesn't count, but there was a new he was obviously in the New Japan Cup. Um this is just the best part of podcasting. World Tag League 2020. Naito versus Evil? Was he in that was a power struggle? I think he was Bullet Club at that point. Yeah, he was Bullet Club at that point. Yeah, yes. You gotta watch the one where he wins the title and then the one where he loses the title. Um uh, 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 summer struggle, Naito evil title change there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, evil versus Hiromu. Think, okay, this doesn't sound as bad. No, it's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. Not terrible. It's not terrible. You got to think of, you got to think of what you're watching, how much minutes that takes up. And that the fact you're probably not going to watch a good match in that time. <laughs> Now, the worst rated matches with 50-plus votes, that one's going to be a tough one because I have to find it. I have to. I, I don't know how to like go to the cage match and not allow and filter out matches that don't have votes. Uh-huh. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Top lists. Uh, can I see the bad ones? The worst, the wor- the bad boy. I want the flop fifty. Submit. Flop. That sounds bad. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, oh, oh boy, we got some killers here. We got Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole from WrestleMania. Oof. Oh man, these are bad. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, we can't watch Akusakawa versus Yoshiko. Because that's 42 votes. That's the worst because that's when – never mind. Um, that's 42. That's 35. The next one is Eddie Steinblock versus One Warrior Nation. I don't okay. know what that is. Um, okay. That had 82 votes. <laughs> okay. We got saved there. Got saved there. Goldberg versus The Undertaker. <laughs> Goldberg versus The Undertaker. I'm, sweet I'm Saudi at, money. I'm looking at the list. Lawler versus Cole. Eddie Steinbeck versus One Warrior Nation in 2010. Matt Wait, Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I don't think that match is that bad, but sure. Uh, he got concussed. Oh, yeah. And Kane and The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H. A lot of these are super low because of the, the drama surrounding it. Okay, well, then we can add in John Cena versus John Laurinaitis instead, if you would like. Oh wait, no, that only got twelve reviews. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, uh, fifty I got were Cole Lawler, Seth we- Rollins versus the Fiend, Hell in a Cell. That's fitting. I got We gotta see if we can find this Eddie Steinblock versus One Warrior Nation match. Yeah, I don't know if we can find that one. Twenty ten is possible. It's possible. Oh, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey Kendo on a stick. Oh God. Uh, Kendo on a stick. Kendo stick on a pole. Oh my god, I'm looking down here at this gauntlet match from Impact. <laughs> See this? Alicia Edwards versus Havoc versus Johnny Bravo versus Katie Forbes versus Kira Hogan, Kimberly, Kylie Ray, Madison Rain, 
Nevea, heaven spelled backwards, Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. At Slammiversary. I think the cage match way is the way to go if we're going to do that. Yeah. Or the food yeah. thing, which is always funny. I think just watching Lawler versus Cole is enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a live watch along, so there is going to be reaction and sadness, and you're going to be like, this fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let's... Okay, well, there we go. Uh, we'll agree, sir. Shake hands. Hands have shaken. Honor is pure. <laughs> honor is real. Speaking of honor, Terminus. Let's talk about it. Oh my god, I forgot we had to talk about this. Yeah, we technically have two more topics, and we've been going for an hour fifty-ish. Yeah, so, we'll get through them. This won't take long. Yeah. So Terminus uh, happened uh, this past week. I was there live. I made it through the snowstorm. You heard me last week talking about the snowstorm and all that. Was shit. it worth it? Um. Poof. It's a, it's a, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it, right? You know, it's the first show of a new promotion. So there's a lot of that first showness. There was a lot of people that couldn't make the show because of the snow and travel. Um, I thought the crowd was pretty good. And, you know, being there live, I thought the crowd was into it the entire time. You know, it might've sounded quiet. I know I was there live and I don't know what it sounded like on fight. But live, the crowd sounded very much into it the entire time. I saw you. You did. You did. I did. I found you. Yeah, I was in the background. I was. I saw your hat. They got it. There was no concession. Oh yeah, I did wear the count on hat. You know, I got a reference in the brand, like every other, like every other mark of their own product that was in attendance. You never sat down. There was dozens. Um, dozens of people wearing their own merch, including me. Should have, should have had a ring post radio sticker right on your right on the chest. chest. Um, but I was there live. I don't I don't know what it sounded like there. You make a count out winter hat. A, a knit a knit wool cap maybe. Yeah. I'll have to figure that out. With the nice logo right here. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, myself. I don't think the wrestling was that phenomenal. It wasn't as high hopes as I put onto it. And is that on me? Is that on the promotion? I have no clue. But I think the crowd is the crowd was good, <laughs> and I, that's all the best I thought. It sounds like what our GCW review might be next week. <laughs> well, the crowd was good. Uh, <laughs> the production was bad. Okay, so for was someone it? that wasn't there live, someone that watched it on fight, production wasn't very good. The matches weren't very good. Um, I said to you, as soon as I was done watching it, I'm out. Like you know, Shark Tank when they say, "I'm out." Yeah, yeah. And then they announced Swerve <laughs> this and, week to be on the next show. Well, and they announced Leo Rush today. Yeah. I was like, obviously Santana already. Just when I thought I was out, they dragged me back in. Yeah. So. So I'm going to give it another shot. I think it's unfair to judge it just strictly off one show. You know, like you said, there were the problems with the snow. I think fans definitely 
didn't go because of the snow. Could have been an even more packed building. I will give credit to the fans. I thought you guys did pretty good. It was it was a sold out event that they had some fans who were like, no, I'm not going to go because of the snow. Right. And then it, it emptied out a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit. Yeah. So my thought is that there's definitely room to improve because I didn't come away thinking, wow, there's a must see match on the show. I don't know how I feel about the pure rules at all times thing. I think not every wrestler's fit for that. Yeah. And, and that, that could that did not shine more than the Bandito Bear and Black match. Yes. Uh that match was a letdown for me. Huge letdown. Um so I think there's definitely a lot to fix. I don't love the pure I've I've come to the realization I don't really love the pure rules. We had this conversation last week is that I don't matter if he was on the show or not, but my concern about this promotion is that one of the hottest promotions going right now is GCW and they have no rules at all. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly pure rules, right? It is, but it is that sort of more Matt grappling style. It's serving a different niche. Yeah. But my argument was last week was if that niche was a profitable niche, then ring of honor would still be around right now and not taking a break. So I I am unsure, and I think that's part of the thing. I think that pure rule style works better live than it, it's like, you know, you know, because you get more into because you're watching and you're trying to figure these things out. But watching a lot, it's like watching a young lions match. You know, not every young lions match is like great or phenomenal to watch on live, but it's cool to see or not see on uh, New Japan World. But in in person, it's it's more exciting because you're you're what you're studying it more. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Um, you paid a ticket to not look at your phone. You know, at home, you don't really care. You're gonna look at your phone. I throw my phone behind me to make sure I want to focus in matches I want to focus on. I focused on the entire terminus show. Yeah, gave every match a shot. Uh, there was a lot that didn't hit for me. What, uh, even, what even the main event didn't hit yeah. to what I think they could. Yeah. Um. That was a big disappointment in the room. Really, it really let the air out of the room. And then, and then, not only that, but then be like five more, you know, over time, the crowd chanting over time, over time, and then not doing it. Yeah, that was kind of meh. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty out. I'm pretty out, but I'm going to give it one more shot. I'll give it one more shot. You got, you got Swerve coming in. I'm a big Swerve fan. You got Leo Rush coming in. I said it earlier, big Leo Rush fan. Uh, and you know, they have some really good wrestlers that are on the show, so there's no reason it shouldn't be better as they figure it out. Yeah, I think for me, it was a bad first impression. Oh, definitely. I think it was easily a bad first impression. I don't, I'm not gone on the show, I'm not out of the promotion. I'm kind of upset that the next show is on a Thursday, which you know, I, I don't love that. I I'm pretty sure I won't be able to be there now because it's on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is, I guess. I'm not happy about it being on a Thursday. Um, there, I liked, I liked the tag match. That was my match of the night. Um, I actually, there was some stuff that I liked. I enjoyed the tag match. I thought Invictus Cash gave me what I was trying to see out of him. I thought he did a pretty good job in the spot that he had. Uh, I like that Moose was the guide to explain the rules to the crowd, right? Right? 
I, I like that because they needed a match that showcased those rules. I do think the ref should have some sort of visual cue, like a flag. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be fun. I give Paul, give Paul the ref a flag. Uh, but there was a lot of disappointments. And maybe is that on me? Maybe. Right? Is that on is that on us, the audience? Maybe. But I think when you have the kind of people you're bringing in, you expect a level of good quality matches. And I don't think it necessarily hit for all of the people. You know, it's nice that we're bringing in Santana, Rush, and Swerve. But unless they put on really good matches, I'm going to be disappointed. Because I'm expecting good matches out of them. Right. I'm expecting a good match out of Bandino and Baron Black, and I didn't get a good match out of Bandino yeah. and Black. You know, like Pro Wrestling Revolver, for example, is bringing in Swerve and Leo Rush, and they wrestle normal matches. And I think so, they had a ghost that same weekend or something. Yeah, they did. and that apparently was really good. Yeah, so, I mean, it's different indies, different whatever. But... And also not their first show. Right, also true. But there's the thing of... Okay, if you want to watch Terminus, you're watching this very, very, very niche situation, match style, where Pro Wrestling Revolver is more, you know, just the normal every everything. So yeah. Should be interesting. Uh I'm I'm definitely I was definitely let down walking away from it. Uh, I will admit that. But but I'll give it another shot because it's unfair to judge off first impression. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the same. Second impression, I will judge. Hardcore. Yeah. Second, second one, I'm going to judge. Third will be a big. If we get to the third, get to a get to a big, whether or not I'm in. I I want it to. That's the thing. I think that's also part of it. I want it to be very good. I don't know if it could, if it totally comes across. I'm pretty sure it does. I want this promotion to be very good. Very, I understand that. Your new local promotion. Yeah, 20 minutes from my house all day but it is it is like there are some things that i did not enjoy and some things i'm still worried about for the promotions length but you know we'll see yeah it should be uh should be interesting a disappointing outing but i think there is room there's very much very much room for improvement yes uh, also coming up this Saturday uh, is going to be Stardom's Nagoya Supreme Fight. So real, I worked, I worked till one thirty a.m. that day. Mm-hmm. Don't, no one feel bad for me. It's fine. Uh, uh, un, un, so unlike, just real quickly, I want to make this joke. Uh, so unlike uh, Jonathan Gresham and Josh Alexander, uh, we are going, we are past the two-hour mark, but we will go into overtime to talk about Stardom. <laughs> I saw. Is that good? Is that a good vote? You got a good joke? good joke? I just hear my dog barking. Apologies to everyone. Great joke. Very excited. First start on pay-per-view of the year, building off an incredible 2021. It should be a very interesting showing from them. Let's get into the car. Yes. Um, the Supreme fight. I'm looking at this preview from last world on last word on sports.com. Uh, and I'm unsure about this because they have pre-show Two matches that they also crossed out, and I don't know what's yeah. happened. So the matches have you know, Ruaka and a bunch of other stuff. What happened? Yeah, so a lot of change. Uh, now the pre-show is a battle royal. Oh, they changed uh, a bunch of stuff. Oh my god. Yes, Dardom changed a lot. Um, mostly because Azumi ended up not being broken in the face anymore. 
which was a thing. Uh, she was out. She was expected to miss the pay-per-view, but she's good to go. So, so, mm-hmm. the pre-show is a battle royal between Momo Kogo, mm-hmm. new new edition, Wakatsukiyama, uh-huh. Mai Sakurai, uh-huh. Fukigen Death, Ryan's yep. favorite, uh-huh. Saki Kashima, Raka, and Rina. Oh, correct. Nailed it. 100%. So that is the pre-show. Probably won't ever see it, so doesn't matter. Fukigen Death wins. Future Probably. Of, <laughs> future of stardom title match, Hanan versus Lady C. Possibly. Possibly. We don't know because Lady C got pulled off three straight shows because uh, she got dropped straight on her head. Oh, and it wasn't great um, by Unagi. Well, not really by Unagi. Unagi was doing the move and Lady C didn't tuck her head. Should um, happen. Yeah. So assuming it happens, Hanan's with. So you're saying that if the match doesn't happen, then the pre-show battle royal winner, Fuki and Death, will challenge Hanan for well, the She title. definitely is not a future eh, title maybe. challenger. Maybe. You gotta be within three years. Maybe. <laughs> It'll probably be uh they could always just do Ruaka again or give it to Mai or Waka or Momokogo. Or Rena, but they probably want to build up Rena because Hanan and Rena are sisters. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Rena, that's a good point. But then you know, yeah, I think that's a possibility if they don't have Lady C there. It's just have the Battle Royal winner challenge. I think it's a possibility. Yeah. You always cut a promo afterwards, and then or you just take one out and put them in the match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, SWA Undisputed World Women's Championship match. You know I'm here for it. Tekla, <laughs> Mina Shirakawa match of the night, baby. I cannot. That was like that was literally a Tekla voice. That was really <laughs> Yeah, she's um. They these two. <laughs> that was the best way. They've kind of just been on a like another psychotic level. They're both nuts, right? Yeah, I love and... it. And <laughs> I'm in. I'm into it. This match should probably be nuts. They're very much into the mind games and whatnot. Should be really good. Uh, there will be a new SWA champion. It will be Tekla. That's a guarantee. Guaranteeing that. It will yep. be Tekla. She will be winning gold. Um, as Ryan has been very adamant about, big Tekla fan. We're, we're, this is a Tekla podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Eventually she'll be on the podcast and it'll be great. Let's. Yeah, can we get... Can we start that? Well, how do we get Tekla on the podcast? Get Tekla on Ring Post Radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Toxic Spider has arrived. Uh, grudge match has been crossed out here as a singles match because Ozme is back. So we have a tag match. Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai. Utami and Ozme versus Momo and Starlight Kid. I mean, it should be great. You have four really good wrestlers. Um, of course. Would I have rather Utami versus Momo? Yeah, yeah, a singles match is always going to be better. But, 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 but it's still called the Grudge, um, and there will be a girl from the ring in it. No, no. Oh, okay. um, Azumi and Starlight Kid hate each other. Very good rivals. A lot of high speed ish going on in there. Oh, yeah. And Momo's probably going to kick one of them in the face or both of them. So. I was uh, complain about there. I'm going with the Oedo Tai team, probably. I just think it makes sense to keep that going. And then come Ryogoku Sumo Hall, you can do the singles matches between these yeah. two pairs. 
I agree. I, I think that's the right booking move, too, is to just have the heels get the win here and put on the singles matches later down the road. One for the title, one for the honor. I guess. The grudge. The grudge. The grudge. <laughs> the grudge. Should be a good match, though, because Izumi and Utami are probably the best non-official tag team in stardom in terms of, like, they don't have a name or usually tag in, like, tournaments or anything. Yeah. I think it should be a good match. Uh, goddesses. No, just, yeah. Goddesses of stardom. Goddesses? Goddess. Goddesses. Of stardom. I don't know. <laughs> it should be plural. It should be plural. Yeah, yeah. Goddesses of Stardom title match. Uh, uh, Kagama and Hazuki versus Micah, the bear. <laughs> yeah, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, the bear. The bear, Micah. Uh, hopefully this happens. Hopefully this is happening. Can- so Hameka missed this weekend's shows kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make an announcement. Or- no one knows. What happened? Uh, maybe it was just a precaution. Hopefully, that's all it was. Um, she did tweet out like, "Sorry for missing," and we no one knew she was going to miss Sunday too, but she did. Um, so there's really no clear sign as to what's wrong with her. She's dealt with injury in the past, which is always scary in Joshi. Hopefully, she's fine. Hopefully, you know, just precaution. They've done that before, but usually they announce it. That's why it's a little weird. Should, uh, you know, it should be a very good match, though. Um, Hazuki's been on some sort of shit lately. She just wrestles pretty much the entire match, uh, which is awesome because Hazuki's amazing. Her and Micah, I'm really excited to see square off. Um, should be really good. Uh, and, and still, by the way, they are successfully defending those titles. Yeah, um, that should be interesting. It should definitely be interesting. Can I? I don't know if they're watching it all, but can, can Peps, Peps, please, can you explain to me the bear situation? What is happening? I can explain to you the bear situation. Sure. Uh, so Koguma, you know, she's a bear. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Does uh, Ryan do the thing? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Ryan, a, you got to do the thing. I'm a Tekla fan, that I, so I don't do the thing. Ryan, you have to do it or we can't continue. Ugh. Everyone, there you go. Everyone has to do it. Uh, okay, so she's a bear, right? And uh-huh. she put a, I guess she put a spell on Micah, and she called her. What do you? What do you? We stop. stop. There. stop. She called her Kamika instead of like Kagama, but Kamika, and she was Kamika. Is that the spell? Also, why are there? She spells? became a bear. <laughs> why are they? Why are there spells? Micah was one of our breakout stars, and now okay. she's a bear because of a magic spell. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, listen, listen. The whole story between oh, these two teams is that Hazuki, Hazuki told them they have to be crazy because that's that's their name. You know, you get it. They got to be crazy to face them. They got to be crazy to beat them. So Micah, being Micah, you know, she, she may seem serious, but she is. Yeah. Uh, she embraced being a bear and she became a bear and then she beat Sayakamitani the next day clean and she said I'm no longer a bear so there you go <laughs> why is why is no one else a bear uh, because Koguma picked Micah I guess so there was this very funny pre-match promo before the uh, bear entrance and whatnot where Shuri was like doing her normal promo and she goes to Hameka, where's Micah? 
the make is just you know act normal micah micah come here and then she's just a bear <laughs> they have leaned into the absurdity and i i think it might be time to blame tackle Whoa, 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 whoa. First, I'm not blaming her. I have a good time. You're trying to get Tekla onto the show, and you're Tekla's gonna be on the show someday. She's great. She's great. The the stardom is on at a tapped mentality right now. Wonder of stardom title match Sayaka Matani versus Nagi Sayaka. I think this should be has all the makings for a very good match. Hell yeah. First defense for Sayaka Matani. The Wonder of Stardom Championship should be. A successful defense for Sayaka Kamatani. Uh, don't expect, or I should say, you should expect this match to come back around in this title reign. I think um, Nagi's definitely a prime candidate to win that title down the line. Sure. Uh, but right now, it's all about Saya. Should be good. They've been wrestling really well in their tag matches, which is better than pretty much every match I've had to see of them so far. So hopeful. Hopeful. Hopefully. I'm very excited about it. Um, number, number one contender for the World of Stardom title that is going to be, it's kind of a triple threat, kind of an elimination sort of situation. It's weird, yeah. Uh, Mayu Iwatani, Julia, and Tam Nakano. Yeah, because Mayu said, we all win. Well, kind of. And she, the, the whole announcement was like, well, that that's a problem for later Mayu. I, I don't know how to figure out right is now. This, is this Terminus Eliminator rules? Where this is okay, so it starts off a triple threat. Someone wins, they get a title match at Ryugoku Sumo Hall, night one. Okay, mm-hmm. they get title match against Shuri, presumably for the world, uh, world of stardom championship. Then the other two keep wrestling, and whoever wins that gets the second title match, um, the next day. So Shuri is going back to back on wait, title defense. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, whoever, whoever pins someone. So let's say Julia pins Nakano. Yes. Nakano's out. Nope. No? No. Julia has a title match. Julia gets a title match because she's pinned someone. Yes. She's won. And then they keep going in a triple threat. Or is Julia out? Julia leaves. Takes off. Julia's out. She's like, I got got what I wanted. I'm out. Yeah, it's Mayu versus Nakano. Whoever wins that gets a future match. Gets the next day title match. Next day title match. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Ryugoku Super Hall show is March twenty sixth and twenty seventh. They're going back to back at Ryugoku. Very ballsy of them. And the main event will be Shuri versus the first winner, and then the next day the second winner. All right. Assuming Shuri wins. Assuming Shuri wins. Yes. Which I mean. Come on, sure he's winning. <laughs> Come on, what are we what are we doing here? Uh, it should be uh, nuts. I don't know why. Uh, the only problem I have with the match is that I feel like the last winner should have to go first. Last winner, last like the second winner yeah. of the triple threat, should have to yeah, go first. They couldn't, they couldn't get it done fast enough. Yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that because you'd want the weaker Shuri the next day. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we're just just I, I guess we're just all agreeing Shuri's built different and she's actually not going to be weakened either way. True. World speaking of Shuri, World Star and title match Shuri versus Mirai. Uh, I don't think there's much conversation to ha- be had here. Uh, besides, because Mirai is 100 percent not winning this freaking title. 
<laughs> no, she's not winning. Uh, big spot for her, the biggest match of her career, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's big-time sinker-swim action. They they definitely see a lot in her, clearly. You don't put her in a world title match, you don't see a lot in her. Well, but it should be Tekla, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, Mariah's actually really been great since that first show. That first show was like, oh, it's all about Tekla. And ever since, she's actually you know broken out. But it's going to be interesting because she's never had a match this big, this important, and she's main eventing a pay-per-view. Uh, it's one of their smaller pay-per-views. It's not like we're you know, doing Rhea Goku. Yeah. Yeah, so it's okay, but it should be interesting. Sure, he's winning, no doubt in my mind, no doubt in anyone's mind. It's not, it's not a big show, but it definitely has a big show like card. Yes, minus, yes. Minus, minus the world title match. Very mean, very mean. What? What? She just arrived. You gotta earn your stripes. <laughs> this is true. She's not. Tekla's well, got hey. the stripes. Tekla's got the stripes already. See the. You don't watch any other show after that one. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, she's got the stripes. Don't get me wrong. She's got the stripes. They all got the It'll be fine. It'll be good. Uh, 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 Sherry, Sherry raises people up. So yeah, she'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, a, she's a ring general to bring it back around. She is a ring general. You know who was once a ring general? Who? Gunther. <laughs> this match. This one. By Gunther. <laughs> That's a good way to end this. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Ring Post Radio. We greatly appreciate all of the support that we've been getting, both online, both in downloads, all that jazz. Uh, but we call on you further. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, uh, put us over on Twitter if you really feel like it. But really, what we'd love uh, is tell your friends about Ring Post Radio. Uh, it's, uh, I would argue, one of the best uh, shows that cover a lot of aspects of wrestling today. So definitely go watch it. Definitely go tell people about it. I'll leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That will also really help get the word out. That one's very easy to do. All you got to do is open up Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and that's it. Like two minutes, if that. Maybe like a minute. So go do that today. We would greatly appreciate it. Scotty. Anything to plug, and what is your match of the week? My match of the week is Noam Dar versus Akit from NXT UK. Very good Heritage Cup match. Akit, very good. Noam Dar, very good. Coincidence? I don't think so. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, you can follow me at Scott E Wrestling on t- the Twitter, as Ryan said earlier in the show. And uh, you can. Just go there. That's where you can find all my other stuff. And buy a goddamn Ring Post radio stick. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan. See, my match of the week um, is also from Southeast First, where the AC Mac Alex Shelley match was. Uh, that match, uh, I thought this match was just as good. Uh, it was still very, this was a very good match. Anthony Henry versus Adam Priest. Uh, Adam Priest, very big Southern wrestler here. Anthony Henry come back to action after his NXT debacles. Uh, this is a very good match. On the same show as that AC Mac one, so definitely go watch the world title match, but also watch Henry versus Priest. Very good match out of those two. Well, team, next week we'll be back. Royal Rumble review, Stardom review, GCW review, 
Probably something else. Run a rush. Uh, what? What is? It's got to be a preview of some kind. Maybe we'll talk about the Rev Pro main event. Yeah, if we uh, if we have time, we were going to talk about preview Rev Pro. But we didn't have time on this show. Um, yeah, maybe not really reviewing anything. I mean, the only thing I have written down here is Beyond and two GCW shows. Yeah, so nice, nice little calm week. So I'll review next week, and we'll. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, and hopefully that's all. Hopefully there isn't any other big news. Who the hell knows? Please, for the love of goodness, let's not have a release. Let's not have a name change. Let's not have a Nazi attack. Please. This match is won by Gunther. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.